This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcast and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. August may be high season for peaches, but I approached a calm about peaches with a little trepidation. I've been enjoying locally grown peaches in shares of a CSA for several weeks. And of course, this idea just kept coming around. I got to do a story on peaches. But the weather, specifically 100 degree temperatures, and of course, the lack of irrigation water in some parts of the Rogue Valley owing to an unprecedented drought this summer, hadn't been kind to some peaches. Sugar Plum Acres in Talent, which is a longtime grower and sort of local favorite, had reported that peaches were dropping off the trees amid the extreme heat before they could be picked. So I was sort of hedging my bets as I was looking for sources that I could cite for local peaches. And the day before I had to file my column, Sugar Plum Acres fortunately reported that 49er peaches, which are a locally beloved variety, were ready. They were picked out within three hours, but they've since reposted to their website that they have more available. And I expect to see more, particularly as what have traditionally been the later season varieties come on. I hedged my bets again and encouraged readers to look for Alberta, which is a particularly prized variety for canning, as well as Sweet Sue. And lo and behold, on Monday, Valley View Orchard's email hit my inbox that those two varieties were ready to purchase. Their farm store is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for advanced purchasing. You go to their website at valleyvieworganics.com to pre-purchase two-pound bags, six-pound flats, and 16-pound lugs of peaches receive an online receipt, and then go pick them up over the weekend. Medford's Harry and David Country Village also reported when I called yesterday that they had a huge quantity of peaches, six orchard boxes to be exact, of peaches priced at 49 cents a pound. And of course, you can pick, choose, and buy as little or as much as you like at Harry and David Country Village in Medford. So the peaches are indeed here. The inclement weather, wildfire smoke, isn't going to do them in. And I went from viewing peaches as sort of precarious this season to plucky. They are indeed a plucky fruit and one that should be celebrated. And there's also plenty of opportunities to extend the season as well. If you buy a large quantity of peaches yourself and freeze or can them, or Valley View Orchards in Ashland also sells frozen peaches, you can use them all year, as so many people like to do. And a recipe that I posted most recently to my blog on August 26th under the headline, Plucky Peaches Persist Through Heat, Drought, it's a great recipe for 
enjoying peaches right now in this very moment when they're ripe and at their sweetest, freshest, most flavorful, or to enjoy them months down the road in this buttermilk ricotta and peach cake. This is a recipe from New York City baker and cookbook author Jason Schreiber, and it was republished in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and tested by its recipe testers. It does call for making buttermilk ricotta, which is a method I am really interested in trying. It only needs some fresh lemon juice to prompt the curds to form, as well as being heated to about 200 degrees and allowed to rest overnight in the refrigerator. And then in the morning, you can proceed with this buttermilk ricotta and peach cake. Again, that also accommodates fresh or even canned well-drained peaches. It calls for one and a quarter cups all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons baking powder, one teaspoon coarse salt, three quarter cup plus three tablespoons granulated sugar, and that's a divided use, two large eggs, six tablespoons unsalted butter that's been melted and cooled slightly, one vanilla bean that's been split lengthwise and the seeds scraped out. If you don't have vanilla beans or want to use them in this particular application, you can also substitute one tablespoon pure vanilla extract. The recipe also calls for one teaspoon finely grated lemon zest from one lemon and a cup sliced firm ripe peaches that are half inch thick. You don't want them just completely falling apart for this recipe because they make a nice kind of layer on top of the cake. To make the buttermilk ricotta, you'll need two cups whole milk, one cup heavy cream, three quarter cup buttermilk, and two tablespoons freshly squeezed lemon juice, as well as one teaspoon coarse salt. To make the recipe, it begins with making that buttermilk ricotta. Not having tested the recipe, I couldn't be absolutely certain that it would work with regular ricotta cheese. I wasn't going to go to that extent for this particular blog post. So I would encourage you to approach that with some caution if you consider yourself an expert baker and can make that substitution would perhaps come out successfully. But otherwise, this is a really, really simple method that just requires a little bit of advance preparation and planning. The hands-on time itself is not an ordeal. Simply, you heat in a small saucepan the two cups whole milk with the one cup heavy cream and the three quarter cup buttermilk over about medium, stirring occasionally until the mixture reaches 200 degrees Fahrenheit on a candy thermometer. You don't want this too hot and scorching, of course. Curds will begin to form throughout this process and it takes about 15 minutes to reach that temperature. Add the two tablespoons freshly squeezed lemon juice and give the mixture one last stir. Then remove the pan from the heat and let it sit undisturbed for 30 minutes. Stir in the one teaspoon coarse salt and then drain the curds in the refrigerator overnight through a triple layer of cheesecloth set in a colander over a bowl. The cheese should just be firm enough to hold its shape and measure a little over one cup when it's ready. You're going to need that one cup for this recipe. When you're ready to bake the cake, preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit with the rack in the upper third of the oven. And then brush a nine inch springform pan with what 
Jason Schreiber refers to as pangu. That's simply a mixture of a quarter cup neutral oil and a third cup all-purpose flour. You brush that onto the cake pan, a nine-inch springform pan. In a small bowl, whisk together the one and a quarter cups all-purpose flour, the one and a half teaspoons baking powder, and the one teaspoon coarse salt. And then in a large bowl, whisk that one cup ricotta cheese with three quarters cup of the granulated sugar, the two large eggs, crack them in, the six tablespoons unsalted butter that's been melted and cooled slightly, and the seeds scraped from one vanilla bean that's been split lengthwise. Or again, if you don't want to use vanilla seeds or have a vanilla bean, you can substitute one tablespoon pure vanilla extract. To the bowl, also add the one teaspoon finely grated lemon zest. Then stir until the mixture is rich and creamy. Stir the dry ingredients mixed in the small bowl into the ricotta mixture until it's just combined. Then scrape the batter into the prepared pan with that pan goo and scatter on that cup of sliced firm ripe peaches. They've been sliced about a half inch thick. Sprinkle the top with the remaining three tablespoons granulated sugar. Bake the cake in the preheated 350 degree oven until the edges are golden brown and a cake tester inserted into the center comes out with moist crumbs. And that'll take about 45 minutes. Now recipe testers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette did note that they baked the cake in the preheated oven for 40 minutes as directed in the upper third and then moved the oven rack to the middle position for an additional eight minutes, which did produce, in their words, a perfect set and a golden brown crumb for this cake. Transfer the pan to a wire rack and allow the cake to cool for a few minutes before removing the collar from the pan. Serve the cake warm or at room temperature, and that makes 10 to 12 servings of buttermilk ricotta and peach cake. And that recipe originally was published in Fruitcake, subtitled Recipes for the Curious Baker. And that was released in November 2020 by New York City baker Jason Schreiber. You can find that recipe on the most recent post to my blog, The Whole Dish, from August 26th under the headline Plucky Peaches Persist Through Heat Drought at Mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle, forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And try the peach recipes that ran with my most recent column in the Mail Tribune's food section, a la carte, under the headline, Peach Season Will Be Over in the Blink of an Eye. I'm quoting Octavio Posandonio, who is the farmer at BB Farms and operates the CSA that my family participated in this season. He was urging customers to get peaches while they can, of course, which I echoed in this column. And I also ran some recipes that tend more toward the savory side for peaches. So it offers a nice variety with this peach cake, stone fruit crostini, which also incorporates burrata cheese, a favorite of mine with artisan baguette, a lemon peach pound cake. And these recipes, both of these, the crostini and the lemon peach pound cake, are from the Peach Truck Cookbook by Jessica N. Rose and Stephen K. Rose. 
There's also a recipe for spicy peach salsa, which incorporates lots of Thai chilies, which I have in my garden right now, as well as garlic and peel the minced fresh ginger, which is just absolutely delicious with peaches. That's from the Love and Lemons Cookbook, an apple to zucchini celebration of impromptu cooking by Janine Donofrio and peach quesadillas, which incorporate fresh pork sausage, some spices and soy sauce for sort of a fusion flavor on corn tortillas with sharp white cheddar cheese, peaches, and the season's fresh basil. I prepared that recipe, which originally ran in the Washington Post, adapted from Simple Summer, a recipe for cooking and entertaining with ease. For a recent episode of the Rosebud video series, For the Love of Food, which airs twice a month on rosebudchannel.com, you can find all those episodes under the Watch More button on the right-hand side of the page. Just scroll down to the second line to For the Love of Food for my cooking videos sponsored by Cartwright's Market in Medford. Find that recent column with all those delicious peach recipes on my blog landing page on the Meal Tribune website, mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.